Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. to another edition of the Talk to Q Radio show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight is episode 601. That's right, show number 601. Now, most people celebrate milestone numbers like 100, 250, 500, etc. But I do things a little differently on T2Q. Last Wednesday was show number 600, and although that's a nice round number, it's show number 601 that will get all of the love. Why? Because 601 is the primary area code of Jackson, Mississippi, my hometown. Eminem gave me the idea, and I decided to run with it and make this my milestone show instead of 600. So how are we going to celebrate? With current event topics, of course. We'll discuss a fat stripper bill, leaving babies in hot cars, and we'll also get into Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, you definitely want to hear the discussion on that one, as well as the discussion on our babies and cars. It should be a, a pretty interesting debate. But before we get into all that, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. 
If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. Sometimes it's easier to express ourselves in a letter. Telling those we leave behind how we really feel can be stressful. But with Forever Letter, it doesn't have to be. Imagine being told that your life is now being measured in months and not years. You want to be able to say everything that is weighing on your mind to your loved ones in a way that will be cherished and remembered. Forever Letter has made the process of your final words easier to deal with, with a service that is secure and delivered on the date of your choosing, and can be delivered out to three years. The process is easy and user-friendly with different options available, such as choosing the stationery or recording a virtual message. Whatever method you choose, Forever Letter can help create a lasting and final memory for those you leave behind. It's important for all of us to say goodbye, whether you're healthy or sick, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Your Forever Letter will remind them that life can be a beautiful journey with words that last forever. Call 844-LETTER-4-FOREVERLETTER.LIFE, bringing life to your words. Lipo7.com injections are compounded in the USA using only the highest quality materials. All of their nutritional compounds have been carefully formulated by doctors and an experienced compounding pharmacist and then tested for efficacy and safety. Go to their website now to order Lipo B12, HCG, and other weight loss injections. Lipo7.com, L-I-P-O, the number 7.com, Lipo7.com. This wild thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, the Crystal Show. I might get your phone played on the radio station. I might get your phone played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about the Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. Yeah, that's better. Okay. So whatever you're doing, don't move. 
<laughs> All right, we'll work on this. And so we'll go ahead and kick things off. Now, um, there's a Louisiana lawmaker who is apparently keen on wasting people's time, um, according to the Huffington Post. He, you know, they were discussing a bill that would raise the minimum age of exotic dancers from 18 to 21. And Representative Kenny Harbert, who's a Republican, wanted to propose an amendment to cap dancers at 28 years old and 160 pounds. Um, of course, that made a lot of people upset, especially uh, one lady in particular at the um, who was there at the time. Uh, but, I mean, let's go back a little bit. Raising the age of dancers from 18 to 21, they said that the, the – reason for doing this would be to curb human trafficking, um, to kind of prevent teenagers from being exposed to the adult world a little bit sooner than they're prepared for. Uh, how do you feel about that, first of all, to move the exotic dancer age from 18 to 21? Crystal, I'll start with you on this. Well, I guess I would agree with um, the fact that starting at 21, that to me, that makes a lot of sense. And as far as the weight and the um, age top-off, I, I, I kind of disagree with the age top-off, but I kind of do agree with the weight. I mean, well, okay, let me put it this way. As long as you, with a panel of heterosexual men, can say, yeah, she's sexy, and I, and I you know, I'm getting. I mean, I'm I'm hot right now. Looking at her, and, you know, she could be like over the weight limit, but you know, she could have a really small waist and a big ass and you know, nice tits, and you know, a guy could be turned on. So, I think that you know, I think that that would be okay. So, I think it would have to be left up to, you know, a panel of men, depending on the customers that that particular place is serving. So, you know, black guys, you know, you guys like your fat asses and big tits. They are nice. They are definitely (laughs) nice. (laughs) I mean, I'm here for you, okay, you know. (laughs) I'm here to help you get off, whatever. <laughs> appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. We love to be accommodated. Yeah, sure. And Dr. Willis, what do you think about I mean, just raising the age limit first of all, do you think it could protect um women to have them start a little bit later? Um uh, as far as the uh the reason that they gave, I think that's hogwash. But uh, I'm all for them raising the age limit. Um for one you got uh you you got these women leaving late at night, you know, sometimes as early as two, three in the morning. You know, so an eighteen year old eighteen year old out at that time uh the morning with, you know, a purse full of uh cash is dangerous for even a grown woman, so let alone, you know, somebody who's just entering into a uh, womanhood. So I'm okay with them raising the age limit. Uh, <clears throat> there are some jobs that, you know, you just you simply have discriminatory um you know, practices. So um, I, I'm not all for them uh, capping a, or having a weight limit because, you know, beauty is subjective, and there are a lot of guys who like big women. 
So you know, they there's a you know there there may be a spot for that. So I'm not I'm not all for having a, having a weight limit, but um, I could see where the uh, the attempt was made, and I can understand the try. But you know, everybody's uh, opinion of beauty and, and, and sexiness is not the same. So I can't I can't back up a weight limit situation because there are some guys who like BBW. <laughs> Okay, Ray, what do you think, man? On both, on both, the uh, raising the age limit and the um, putting the cap on the weight and the age. Yeah, well, I think that um, the age, I think, you know, they they should really raise it up to 21 because, you know, most people, when they reach 18, they want to believe they've grown because that's what people tell you and stuff like that. As you get older, you realize, at 18, you just scratching the surface. You ain't even, you're not grown yet. You know what I mean? It's just another chapter in your life where you graduate uh-huh. high school and now you're going to college and maybe you can get your own place with a roommate or something like that and you think that you're grown. So, I mean, 21 would, would give them a little bit more time to make a better decision. But as far as 28 goes, I don't think you, that that's that's too young to uh, put a cap on a number. As far as uh, 160 goes, I mean, 160 is not huge depending upon how you're built. You know, if you all, you know, ass and thighs and everything else, 160 might not be that large. Or you're near six feet tall, that might not be that large. So, I mean, and then another thing, if the if the chick got the job, then she should be able to dance. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's up to the club owner what size he would like to have in his club. So I would uh, raise the age to 21, but I definitely wouldn't cap the age of 28. 28 is, is, is far too young. I mean, you know, if that's the case, then we need to stop looking at some of these actresses and stuff that we see on TV. Because some of them 35 and 40 and, you know, and stuff like that. It just depends on what shape you're in. Okay, I agree. There's a lady, she's a fitness um, expert, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me. But she's 5'10", and she's 210 pounds. And I will put her up against any celebrity out there. I mean, there is no way when you look at her to think that she's 210 pounds, but she's... I mean, but she is. I mean, she's just solid, you know. And uh, so the the weight limit, I don't quite understand, nor the age, really. If somebody wants to have a 40-year-old in there and she's making money, then who cares that she's 40? But this guy, you know, he immediately withdrew his amendment after a flurry of criticism, and he told the news local newspaper that he didn't regret his remarks because he was just trying to satirize the original legislation for its overregulation. Uh, he said, "Quote: It was a poke at overregulating everything. Where are we going to stop? It was aimed at both men and women. I can't strip either. I'm a little overweight." End quote. So he tried to backpedal a little bit, but he sat there in the middle of the house and said that he wanted to put a cap on age and weight limit, and he got some people upset. But the bill in question, um, SB. 468 would raise raise the minimum age of exotic dancers statewide from 18 to 21, and we'll see if that actually goes through and that actually happens. 
And, Bobby, you said that you don't agree that it's being done to curb human trafficking. Uh, why do you think that? Well, I don't. I don't think that uh, the reason that that reason that he gave was that you know his actual reason. I just think that the you know the the fucker was in the club and he saw somebody that he didn't like and he wanted to do something about it. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, you know, as far as as far as uh, uh, trafficking, trafficking is illegal anyway. So you think just because you're gonna raise the age, that's gonna change anything? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, people do illegal stuff all the time. So I mean, so just because you you write a bill, that you know that's not going to change anything. What they'll do, they'll just they'll just get an 18 year old that look like she's 21, and they'll they'll force some fake documents. And guess what? You still got an 18 year old in there dancing her ass off, and she's only you know you know she's 18, but she's passing off as a 21, 22 year old woman. So um, you know people that do illegal things don't give a damn about your bills, you know. <laughs> So I don't think that's I agree, man. That's what I don't understand about, you know, like gun rights and all this other stuff. They talk about, well, we're going to pass this bill and we're going to stop some of these mass shootings. It's like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like you said, just because you write a law, that's not going to make some human trafficker be like, oh, man, well, I, I guess I won't be fooled with 18-year-olds no more. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I don't understand this stuff, but we'll see what happens if they raise the age limit. I mean, I guess I can understand the benefit to it if you have more mature people, but it's also kind of along the same lines of what they do in sports. Is it right to tell someone at 18 that you can go overseas and fight for your country, but you can't make a living doing what you want to do? So, I mean, right. what do you all stand with all that? Does that make a difference? No, um, go ahead, go ahead. I, yeah, I was, I would just say, um, to me, that's that's two different things. I mean, it, it's it's a choice, and it's considered to be a positive choice. Stripping is not a positive choice unless you just somebody walking in the door to see the stripper. But if it's your mama, your sister on the pole, you ain't gonna look at it like that. So it's not a it's not a positive choice. So I I think that makes it different, and even if it, I don't know how they do in other parts of the country, but here, if they had a law that you had to be 21, you let them put a girl in there 18, they gonna shut the whole place down, and if a guy paid a half a million dollars to get his liquor license in that club, he's not gonna take a chance having a girl 18 when he got 20. 20, 21-year-olds is willing to come in there and do the same thing. So the law would make a difference. Now, I know some okay. other places holding the walls and shit like that. They may do all that, but ain't nobody going to come down there regulating anything anyway. But, yeah, that law would That's make a difference. Right now, they might feel differently. Yeah, exactly. Right, but I mean, see, but see, the law, yeah, the law will make a difference, but you got to understand, trafficking is the whole... That's a whole nother animal, but um, you know when they when they traffic these folks, they they've doctored papers and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it ain't just you know smuggling somebody over here and dropping them off. They got papers. So if an owner is uh, hiring these girls and he's looking over and he got documents saying she's 21, you know the smugglers still going to get them in there some kind of way. Yeah, that's I, a big I, time I, operation. I, I, I tell you what, 
Oh, now we are we talking about Americans or are we talking about non Americans? Right. When we're talking about when we talk about when we talk about trafficking, I'm 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 automatically assuming, you know, uh uh foreigners or non Americans, you know, bring women in. Now don't get me wrong, I know it can't happen here, but when I'm thinking trafficking, I'm thinking bringing them in from, you know, elsewhere. Well, yeah, I know if, the, she, if, if they not if they not a citizen it ain't no law for them anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you have somebody that's here, somebody, a girl in high school or something like that, first of all, she got to have a, a, a Social Security number. She got to have drivers. Like, she got to have something. If you don't have official documents, like they say, and you can't prove it, it's going to be a problem. And it's going to be a bad problem. You right, know, but shut the whole you know, thing down. Of course, every day, that's all I'm saying. Birth certificates, social security numbers, all that stuff. They take dead folks' social security numbers. I mean, you know, that stuff, you know, how they yeah. do it, I don't know how they do it. I don't know, but it happens, though. Yep. It's a big time operation. They get it together. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Um, a recent problem we've had here in the South, and Bobby, I don't know how often it happens out in Texas, and I realize it can happen in any state, but especially the South, is um, we've had a couple of incidents, maybe two or three within the last week, of people accidentally leaving their babies in the car, you know, with the windows rolled up, and um, the the babies are dying. And um, we had an incident about two weeks ago, a young lady uh, went to her job, which was within walking distance of the daycare, and she just got out the car and went into her office and came out and went to the daycare. They said, you never dropped your baby off, and then when she got back to her car, realized her child had been in the car all day and had passed away. And then a gentleman just recently in Grenada, Mississippi, left his eight-month-old in the car while he went to work or went to a business for a couple of hours, and that baby passed away. Now, the lady in the Madison area is not being charged, but the guy in Grenada is being charged. Um, but let, let me start with you on this, Crystal. Should leaving a baby in a hot car always result in jail, jail time if that baby passes away or suffers some type of damage? I would say um, yes, because, you know, as a mother and as a single mother, and I was pretty young when they were young, uh, I've seen. I have never had a moment where I forgot they were in the car. I mean, I mean, I may have had a moment where I said, "Okay, I'm gonna leave him or her at my grandmama's house for a little longer than I said I was," but I never <laughs> forgot that they were wherever you know I left them. So. To me, this is odd. This has always been a very odd thing to me. And to me, it's very similar to someone who is, um, you know, intoxicated while driving because you are, for whatever reason, not in your right mind that you forgot a person. Now, maybe, of course, that right mind wasn't caused by the fact that you were intoxicated with something, but you were obviously forgetful or not thinking about the fact that you have a, 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 a child. 
um, in the car. I don't even understand that. So, yes, I believe that, yes, they should be charged because hopefully that would be, uh, you know, something that would deter another person from saying, okay, whoa, whoa, do I have my child? Are they in the car? You know, to look again, just like a person who gets out of their car or who gets into their car may look in the back seat to, you know, deter them from maybe someone, you know, being back there or whatever. I think it's the same kind of thing, and I think it really should be taken very seriously. But I hear this happening every summer across the nation, not just in the South, but everywhere. People do this. Yeah. I don't understand that. I think it's ridiculous. So, yeah, they should be charged. Yeah. And, yeah, it can happen anywhere. I mean, I think any time the temperature is like 80 degrees or higher, it's a possibility, or 85 degrees. I can't remember which one. But I know here in Mississippi, like today, the the high today was 89 degrees, and they say inside of a car it can be as high as 120 degrees in just 20 minutes. So it doesn't take long at all. Uh, Ray, you're the show enforcer, man. How do you feel about it? If you leave a kid in a car accidentally or not, should that result in automatic jail time, whatever that time may be? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I'm going to try to try to smoothen it out as, as best I can because a lot of times I know I come across, I see some things that, you know, me and my wife say, you know, if you got a good woman and all that, you shouldn't be going out on these women the way you do. So oh, I'm going to no. put it like this. My, my my thing is this. If you have the most important thing in your life and you forget that it's in the car, it's a human being. It ain't like you left your wallet with a lot of money in there. It's a human being. And you forget to take that kid out of that car you get whatever comes along with that accident. How can that be an accident? You say, damn, it's different. You get inside and you sit down and say, oh, where's my head and run back out there and get the kid. But hours later and you never even thought about it and all that kind of stuff, how many people have uh, kids or loved ones or whatever you think about them several times a day? For you to forget for hours, there's no excuse for that. But in in America, it's if you, if you email, we will justify anything. You know what I'm saying? You kill your men, you know, oh, I was being abused. You never call the police, not one time, but then we'll produce some pictures or something and you'll get off. Oh, I killed my child, postpartum syndrome or whatever they call it, you get off. Uh, you have give birth and put them in a dumpster, then get off. I mean, it comes to a certain point that you're going to be held responsible. Now, you had two separate cases. Basically, the same shit happened, but the woman not being charged and the guy is. Yeah, they all say it was in different cities and different towns or whatever, but the fact remains is both children are dead. There's no excuse for this. You understand? Somebody got to pay the cost. I'm not saying that they should be charged with murder and get the whole thirty years. But you gonna do some you you gonna do some some basketball numbers. You might not do football numbers. But you know, fifteen, twenty years, you gonna you gonna do something. So if it if it were me and I were in charge of the law, absolutely. If that baby dies in a hot car, they died, they suffered. 
and you can say it was an accident, you can cry and all that all you want to, somebody going to pee the piper. And the person that left me in there would pee that piper if it was me. Okay. Dr. Willis, how do you feel about it, man? Uh, I think I'm going to take the unpopular route on this one, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say um, I think they should leave it at a case-by-case basis, and I know that that, that sounds horrible. But when you look at the situation, right, the circumstance, that woman went back to the daycare looking for a child, like literally thinking that she had dropped that child off. So I think with the death of that child, that's going to be her punishment enough. Uh, and I know I know, folks ain't going to agree with me on that, but here's, here's what we got to understand, man. We're not in everybody's shoes and everybody's situation. We don't know what that woman was going through. She could have had a million things going on trying to do for that child and ended up killing that child. You know what I'm saying? You never know what is happening. And like I said, I, and I, I do agree with Ray, you know, in, in this day and age, everybody want to justify everything nowadays. However, though, you know, um, if this is one of those cases, so be it. I, I, I think they should still leave it at a case-by-case basis. Um, you know, if, I, you know, and we, we can we can go off on the mother and things like that, but, you know, at the same time, I think it's a shared responsibility with the fathers also. You know, if you're a dad and you're in the area, you're around, you know, take some of that pressure off the mother where she ain't got to try to do a hundred million things for your child. You know, and there won't be situations like that, you know. Uh, like I said, we don't know the story. We don't know the backdrop. We don't know what that lady is going through. But I can tell you from based on all that we were given, honestly no shit thought that she had taken her baby in daycare because she went back for that child and she was looking for that child and, and so to me to me that alone if I was uh, reviewing the case you know I have to I have to be like you know what she's going to suffer enough she's already getting a punishment that child is dead whereas now over in the other town this guy you know maybe he didn't show that level of remorse maybe he just you know maybe you know you don't know. You just don't know. And like that, and that, and and when you leave it up for case by case basis like that, it's always, there's always an area for somebody to. Yes. Hey, uh, Bob. Uh, hey, Bobby. Let me ask you this right quick. Do, yeah. do you really believe that a woman actually believes that she dropped the kid off at daycare when she didn't do it? That means you had to get out of the car, unstrap the child walk the child in, speak to an adult inside the facility, get back in your car, and do whatever you had to do. Then you come back, not even realize the the kid is in the back seat of your car, and you're talking about you going to get the kid. I don't believe that. You can you can make a mistake and then try to cover it up and say, oh, I didn't know, but I don't believe that. I believe she knew and she made a mistake. But at the same time, somebody had to pay for that mistake. You can't sit here and kill a child. That's just like if I whoop my child and I kill him, hey, somebody got to pay for that. Now, you can say, oh, I'm just trying to teach him a lesson. I wasn't trying to kill him. Oh, right. But, but, hey, but, you, you went too far with it. Like I said, we don't know what stresses she had in her life, man. Hey, I, mean, I, I don't care what she had going on. Your kid is the most important thing. No, you don't care. So what I'm no, saying, though, is... Care. Damn right. I mean, I, I, I can't dispute that, but what I'm saying, though, is that, you know, I, I believe... That's my opinion. I, I think they should take it on a case-by-case basis. 
Well, see, you know, know, that is why if you were were a woman, they could use an excuse and they could get you off, what would you say? I'm sorry, what was it? And everything else. Yeah, what would you say? But the reality is is, is there is no excuse for that. But like I said, all that stuff matches up. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, man, you know. Like I said, it's easy for us to armchair quarterback and armchair jury this thing, but, you know, you have to put yourself in, in somebody's shoes. No. That's why I look at it like an intoxication thing because there are plenty of people who have a drink. Maybe they don't realize that they're intoxicated and they think they're fine. They get up and they go out and they get in a car and then they kill someone because they were intoxicated and they didn't have the judgment. And so they, you know, run a red light or whatever the situation, and then they're charged with vehicular homicide because they were intoxicated. To me, I look at it the same way. I don't know what the hell was going on with this girl, but whatever it was, it was not something. She was not in her right mind. Even if you said, well, she honestly didn't realize that she had left her baby in the car, as opposed to in, at the, you know, you know, at a, a home or whatever. I mean, I, daycare. I don't think that is to me is preposterous. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. So obviously, she was not in her right mind. So I think that whatever the situation, she should be charged, and any other person should be charged just like they're charged with um, being, you know, high or drunk or whatever. It's the same thing. You are not in your right mind. And that baby, you know, someone should be accounted for that, and the only person that should be accounted for is the person who left them. Whether you left them, like I heard one person who left them in the car, they went into their job, they didn't realize that the baby was in the back seat, they forgot. They thought they dropped them off. I've heard this story so many times. You shouldn't ever yeah. be allowed to get off on that. This guy said, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to say, oops, I'm sorry someone died and get off. It's, it's, it's very unusual when that happens. And This guy said he was intended to drop the kid off at his grandmother's and just forgot and went to work. And, I mean, I don't know the details behind it. I would like to know if this guy – is actually married and has a kid, or if this is a situation where they suspect that he's trying to duck child support or something gruesome. I hope it's not that dark. Um, but right now it's being turned into a race thing because the woman in Madison who is white hasn't been charged, while this guy um, wasn't charged with culpable negligence, which would have been a maximum of a year in jail. He got charged with second-degree murder. So he's facing a lot um, tougher um, sentence if he's found convicted of second degree murder. Now again, these are two different cities, but um, black prosecutor versus white judge, white district attorney. So they're flipping this into a racial thing, and I don't know if that has a place here or not. But um, anytime a, a baby dies and you're negligent, it's hard to just understand how someone can walk away. And like I said, the lady in Madison was not arrested or charged. At all, and um, I don't think she's going to be facing any charges um, as well. And this guy is out on bond. Uh, 
And so we'll see what happens going forward. He's 25 years old, but he says that he just forgot. And it was a two-year-old baby that got left in a hot car. I'm sorry, no, it was, his baby was um, eight months old, and a lady in Madison had the two-year-old that was left in uh, the car. Let me let me ask this question: Should the parents be allowed to collect the insurance money if they do something like that? Ooh, that's a great question. I'd say no. Absolutely not. I, I say absolutely not a dime, not even to bury the child. Hold on, hold on, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. I know how y'all feel, Bobby. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's a great question. If there's no evidence of foul play, then yes. Oh, wow, Bob. <laughs> no, wow. I respect everybody's opinion, but he went from saying that a man should take the pressure off the woman. Hey, it, don't, it might be her day to take her child. I mean, he's supposed to be able to handle that. I'm not saying he should take the pressure. I'm saying he should share those responsibilities if she's that swamp. And I'm pretty sure these, no. these women, they don't have they don't have a problem asking. Hey man, can you do this? Hey. Can you do that? Can you? And what we tell them if all the you, time. If, no. if you forget your child in the car, she's more than swamped. She's straight up crazy. Right. Exactly. You get when you get out your car and you hit your key, keyless entry or whatever. Do you ever look back at your car to see if you left your lights on or or for any reason? Like I said, pay attention to what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying she shouldn't be charged. I'm saying that I, I think they should still take it on the case by case basis. That's all I'm saying. If they charge it, they charge now, it. Hey, they, they did now that. I was going to say, and um, I'm talking about, and everybody talking, the brother charged, another guy ain't, or the other lady not. I mean, that's how it's going to go on that case by case basis. And that, exactly. And that was that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. You know, that, that could be abuse. Let me throw another scenario at you. About five, four or five years ago, a um, an older man, he was he's white in his sixties, um, had his grandson in the back seat, and he accidentally went to work and left his grandson in the back seat, and the child died. Um, this is in Ridgeland, Mississippi, which is the same county as Madison County. Uh, he was not charged with anything. Uh, because he's not the primary caregiver. He normally doesn't have the kid in the morning. He was just supposed to take the kid, I guess, to somebody's house and completely forgot about it. So do you think it was right to let him walk when he's no. not the normal parent who normally has no. a child? He just forgot because he, you know. It does not matter. It does not okay. matter. It, you know, because, like I said, it's the same thing with intoxication. It doesn't fucking matter what the hell you were going through. Now, to say, okay, well, you're a drunk driver and you killed three people. Oh, well, but today I, um, I, was, I was drinking because I, I lost my home and I, I lost my, I was getting divorced and I was very stressed and I lost my, okay. And then the next person says, well, I was, I was partying and I, I got drunk. I mean, what's the difference? They're still dead. That's my whole okay. thing. They're still dead. You're, you're comparing two different things, though. You made a conscious decision to go out and drink, so so you just eliminated your excuses right there. You know what I'm saying? So that you can't compare these two, these 
two different no, things. No, no, no. Two different. If you just go straight to work, that's different too. That woman could have pulled up. She could have literally pulled up at daycare, but was still freaking on the phone, making appointments, doing this, doing that. And then by the time she got off the phone, and real, you know, she's sitting out there in front of daycare. She's oh, okay, thinking that she probably already went in and drove off and went to work. And then her actions, like I said, her actions show <laughs> she came right back to the place looking for a child. So I mean, well, her, her job was right next door to the daycare, I think. So I think she just got right. out and went no. right to work. It's so ridiculous! It's ridiculous! Absolutely not! Absolutely. That's, not. A, that's one of the right. most ridiculous things I ever heard on talk to you ever. It might be ridiculous, but what I'm telling ever. you though is, is that she her actions got her out of that shit. <laughs> Whether she planned that or not, her actions got her out of it. Because when I first heard All the story, right. she got her out of that. Let me get when a couple ran, other opinions. When she ran over Let there, look for her. Let me get a couple other opinions. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome to Man in Black making his way to the ring, the Buckster. What's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Hey, doing bye. well, bro. And from the 601 area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi was celebrating Area Code 601 today with Episode 601. I bring out the man, the myth, the show legend, Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem. What's happening, bro? <laughs> what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's happening? What's happening? All right, so Eminem, I'll let you and Buck get in the mix, and y'all can, and, and Buck, I'll let you go first, I guess. If someone leaves a baby in the car and the baby suffers some type of damage, or dies, should they be charged, regardless of the reason of how they got left in the car? Hell yeah, they should. I mean, common sense should play a role in, you know, in parenting. And, I mean, everybody should know by now, you don't you don't leave your kids in the car, you don't leave dogs in the car. So, I mean, now back in the day, I know we got left in the car or we chose to stay in the car, but, you know, we're in a different time now. So, you know, even if you left the kids, the car with the damn window down. Now your ass liable. So just you know, just be you got to be aware of what you're doing. So you know, there's always somebody out there trying to put somebody on blast or get your ass in trouble. So just don't do it. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, there's been enough instances now where everybody should know better. And if you don't, and you leave your kid in the car, and you know, so it's just better to do it. Eminem? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's no excuse for none of that shit, man. And, you know, all it is is people trying to do shit for insurance and all that kind of stuff like that. Listen, I I done had kids in the car with me so many times it wasn't even funny. I mean, I literally can't count. And it's been all kind of shit on my mind. I'm talking about from unexpected deaths to accidents to everything and not one time ever has it been a situation where I just like oh damn oh okay this this baby or this toddler oh shit they've been in the car since yesterday come on that's bullshit you know I mean you know it's no different than it, it's no different than these kids uh, and I think uh, multiple done happened in the city over the last couple of years 
getting shot by guns and shit. Now somebody is yeah. a kid somewhere else that wasn't in the city got shot. They were white or whatever. But still, there's no excuse. You know, they were trying to say, like, I know we're not talking about that, but it's still negligent. Oh, he's a very responsible uh, gun owner. Was no nah, motherfucker. You leave a forty-five loaded on the table with a bunch of kids. What kind of shit is that? Your ass need to go to jail. You know. So it's no different than anything else, man. It's just like exactly. It's just like on your damn job. Uh, if you don't work in a customer service or a school or whatever, you know damn well it's certain stuff you don't never get a pass for. Like if you dealing with somebody and you say fuck you well you already know that you done lost your job and if you done survived on the job 20, 30 years every day had been a sunny day. Some days you done dealt with all kind of shit and you still had to kind of work but you know goddamn well you couldn't come in telling the customers fuck you or you couldn't just start disconnecting people's shit or whatever whatever you do, uh, you're teaching you couldn't come in just you know taking off your belt as bad as you might want to and start whooping the kid's ass because you know that's your ass. So the same way shit be on your mind and you don't, you don't, but some kind of way you cognitively conscious enough not to lose your fucking job, then I don't want to hear shit about you. You you can't comprehend, you know, the fact that you got a damn uh, minor that can't even speak in a car or, or strapped in or in a house or whatever. It's bullshit. No different than that that uh, bitch that went to the club uh, a couple years ago, all them damn kids got burned up in the trailer. Same type of shit. You know, no heat. The kids got down a uh, candle and the house burned up. Wow. You know, yeah. no excuse for that type of shit. I remember man. that. No damn okay. excuse. And they put Let me get one more opinion. All the time for fucking rocks and shit, man. Hell nah. Let me get one more opinion on this. This is the 732 area code. I go again to the Garden State of New Jersey. And welcome our show legend, Amanda. Amanda, what's happening? Happy 601 to you. Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. How's everybody tonight? Hey, hey Amanda. Doing well. Good. And Amanda, how do you feel about it? Do you leave, If you leave a kid in the car, regardless of if it was, a, you know, just an accident or not, should you be sentenced to get automatic jail time? I think you have to be held accountable. I mean, it's really sad to see it happen because I, I'm sure there are circumstances where, you know, somebody just honestly did forget, but it's just one of those things where you can't afford to, to forget. It's one thing if you, you know, made it to work and looked around and said, oh, shoot, I forgot to drop the baby off at daycare and you got to be a little late to work, you go back. But to literally, I think like Ray was saying, get out of your car and you don't, you know, you look back to make sure your lights are off or that you're, you know, I always make sure that my door is locked and not to see the car seat or to think, oh, I didn't make a a stop that I normally make. Or I, I don't know. It's just uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, my heart goes out to the people that, you know, that has happened to. And, you know, I'm it had to have been some honest mistakes out there. I'm sure it's, you know, it can't be people just literally saying, hey, I don't care about this kid. I'm just going to let them burn in the sun. But... You know, it's, it, you have to be you have to be held responsible, held accountable for it. So, I think that jail time is um, what you would have to do in that situation. It's just it's just one of those mistakes you you can't afford to let go. Okay, and um, you know maybe if they want to determine how much jail time you get based on what happened, that's one thing. Like the grandfather that forgot the kid in the back seat, 
maybe wouldn't get as much jail time as a, an actual parent who doesn't on a daily basis. Um, right. But um, it, it does mean once the, once the child dies, someone does um, need to be held accountable. Now, there's some people who believe, you know, that the child dying is punishment enough, but, um, I mean, we can't always determine that. And there are plenty of crimes that you can be charged with. If if you, you know, happen to walk into an airport and forget that you have a gun on you, you, you know, right. they don't care that you forgot. You're still going to jail. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's certain things that regardless if it's intentional or not, you know, you still – but I, maybe they can be a little more lenient with some than others. Um, I, I mean, I understand the case-by-case basis when it comes to sentencing, but I still think you have to charge them. To let people just walk away with nothing, just, I mean, not even any type they're of They're not walking away with nothing, though, they, they lost the child. They, they're not walking away with nothing. And um, I think that, that that stuff should be reserved for people who are found to have um, to maliciously left a child in so the child could die. Now, how you determine that? You, I mean, you know, that's for the court. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that what I'm getting at, though, is the reason why reason why I'm not going to um, – I can't really argue this point with anybody because a lot of folks are using false equivalencies, right? Um, the, the examples and stuff they're using is totally, you know, apples and oranges. You know, so, so you're not going to be able to get a point across to somebody who does, who engages in false equivalencies, right? So I'm not going to even go that route. But – the thing is, if a parent truly loved their child, right, that's going to be the punishment enough. I mean, sending her to jail, what's that going to do for anybody? It'll make the public happy. You, Everybody who gets phone call is going to be and, and excited and happy or whatever, but guess what that does? It does nothing for the child. And that yeah, woman's still going to be she's still hey, going to be I, I ain't trying to, I, I'm not trying to interject, but number one, you can't, you can't prove well, love. Right. These child it's, it's, it's people have been married 35 years. Kill their old lady, old man for insurance money. So it's just like, hey, well, it's like, well, surely he loved her. They've been together so long. I'm just saying that, that's nah. That's the false equivalency, though. That has nothing to do. Like from from okay, from, like if you in a bind, if 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 you in a finance, okay, like just like that that uh that that bitch in uh, South Carolina that uh killed her kids and then jumped out talking about a black man did it. Susan, uh, Susan Smith, I think, drove them damn kids into the lake. Before that, false equivalency. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How is it a false equivalency when prior to that, everybody was saying she was, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, listen to what I'm saying. Listen, listen, you making it sound like everybody going to be a crackhead or something doing what somebody said, oh, yeah, that chick always doing that. There have been many cases, and some of y'all, I never worked in social service, some of y'all might have worked in social services where there could be a perfect record of no history of child abuse or nothing, then all of a sudden some shit happened. Motherfuckers get in the bind, they're like, oh, shit, let me kill one of these kids and get this money for them. Or whether mother would have multiple kids and just pick out one kid to be a sacrificial lamb. And they'll, they'll do it on purpose, and there's nothing you could do to predict that's going to happen. That's why you can't prove that shit. If you do it, you have to be punished. No different than anybody else. There's no different than being in a club and drunk as you were. You can be drunk as hell or high as whatever, but you know the minute you grab – uh, somebody's ass that's with somebody, that's going to be some shit. And yeah, everybody knows that. Do you, think, do you think that that woman did it for insurance? Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, wasn't, I don't know about I, insurance. But actually, let me, I no, mean, she didn't do it this, for insurance. She did it because 
she was going out with a guy who didn't want to have children and didn't want her children. So she killed them, trying to or kill them in order to um, be with the him woman, longer. That's that's exactly why she did it. Yes, that's, that's exactly that's why No, that's the woman in South Carolina. No, no, I'm talking about the woman in Madison. Do you think the woman in Madison, because that's what we're talking about. I that's mean, why I say you, you, you have false equivalency. We have no situation, I'm yeah, sorry, it doesn't matter why she it's did it. It's all for insurance. When it comes but down let's to say, it. Let's say this, Dr. I don't think Willis. she did it for insurance. I mean, I don't even care. Let me play devil's advocate on this. We know that there's some people who suffer from postpartum depression. Okay. And a lot of times people find out too late or they respond too late. What if she had some type of postpartum depression and decided she couldn't take it anymore and just walked away and left her baby in the car? I mean, there, there's so many different scenarios, and some people may classify that as some type of mental defect or, yeah. or whatever. But I mean, there's so many different scenarios that just but, can't, so that can't the, be proven. But you still have to have a punishment for it. That's no different than uh, <laughs> right. her the guy that shot Ronald Reagan, uh, what's his name, Hinkley or whatever, the shot Ronald Reagan. He was fucked up in the head, but he still got locked up. But I'm saying just like right, we had that lady in Texas. Let me let me let me give you guys an example. And she she drowned her kids and Man, you know of course she was charged criminally. Back in the day when you getting your ass beat to death for, for shit like that, people didn't have all these issues. But all of a sudden if you can kill somebody and that's say, Oh right. shit, I'm I think I'm depressed then now that's now right. that's what the problem is. Shit. But if you know you're gonna get your but ass go ahead, go, go ahead, Doctor Willis. Let me let me let me give y'all an example. Let me throw another scenario, a totally different scenario, but I think same circumstances, right? Let's say your mom, you come to your mom, you visit your mom, right? And you know you look in your old room where you used to have your room, and you see a bunch of people in that room, and you ask, "Hey, what are these folks doing in here?" And she say, "I don't know. Your stepdad got them in here, and I, they ain't paying me no rent, da da da, right?" So now you defend your mom. You say, "All right, everybody, get out. You run them out." They go tell your stepdad. So your stepdad, he drunk. He come up to the house. He pissed off. He's shitty and stuff. He he pissed. He's drunk. He's threatening you. You run and you get the damn gun, right? But you, the, uh, let oh, that's on, on TV. Oh, oh. Hey man, that, that that's fucked up anyway. Because if he threatened you, you got a right to defend yourself. At least in this thing. Right. It's called self defense. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. What I said. I'm gonna finish, and I want to respond. So, all right. So he's not threatening you like he's gonna kill you, no. But he's saying you don't you don't kick him out of his house. This is his house. So you go get the gun, right? Because you pissed off at these folks. And then uh-huh. he's telling you, you get out of my house. You shoot him to the damn couch and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden he approaches and you tell him don't walk up on me. And then you shoot him. Guess what? Should that guy go to jail for shooting him? Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Let, let me tell you. Yeah, is he in Florida? Because, is he in Florida? Because as, as you as a stepson and you are an adult, to me, if it's a disagreement between anybody, why should you be a hoe, a punk, a faggot, or whatever you want to be, and you can't use your hands, particularly on a family member? Why would right. you do that? You understand? Now, you got a gun of two, three, five guys out there. That's one thing. But we arguing, why would I go get a gun? Guy go get a gun, they should give him the death sentence because there's no need for him to do that. That's what I got to say about that. 
If you so and then, your stepdaddy got disagreement, he's twenty but, years older than you. You supposed but, to be able to bust his ass. But how in the world can a a, a stepchild getting pissed off with a stepdad? What the hell that got to do with somebody being responsible for their kid? That's what I'm saying, man. That's I'm gonna tell you what the equivalency is that, right? Okay. He got a gun. He shouldn't have gotten. A, shouldn't have gotten a gun. But other people would see that as self defense. No, so but what I mean, you, but look, so what okay, look, this, in this all right, case, all right, let, let me Let me throw one or two. Let me throw one or two. Just like right now, you working somewhere, right? You working somewhere, and it's a financial institution. Might not be a bank, but some valuable shit in there. You get a call. You know, it might be an emergency. You know damn well you're not finna just leave these people shit up in here with somebody come in here and case all this stuff. You know, because that's called total liability. 100%. It's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You are 100% responsible for this shit. You know, it's no no different than being secret service for a for, uh, president or a governor or something. It's certain shit you got to understand when all else fails, you still got to be here, even if it means your death. The minute you become a parent, that's what that shit is, man. You know, now, a lot of people don't do that, but that's what that but shit is. That's a death sentence. That's life or death. That's your life. That's your life before the kid's life. You see what I'm saying? So to say right. you're having a bad day and I'm going to take my ass to work, I don't, man, look, that's going to be one we're going to have to agree to disagree on because, like I right. say, I done dealt with all type of shit and ain't never one time thought about, God damn, man, I left my kid in the car since yesterday. I ain't exactly. never thought about no shit. Like Everybody's everybody thinking from the me perspective, and though. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, being, being, that's, being, that's being drunk. That's being... <laughs> As a parent, that's being everything, and I still no deal, no shit like that. As a parent, I couldn't fathom leaving, leaving my child either. But however, what I'm saying is her actions, her actions, whether they're premeditated or not, her actions showed that that was an honest mistake. Well, no, absolutely not. I really don't understand why you don't understand this, Bobby, because let me tell you something. Uh, being a social worker... There is one thing that a parent can do that will get them charged, and it's called failure to protect. Let's say that right. a girl, a mother, leaves her daughter, her two-year-old or whatever, with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, she loves him, and he's there, and he seems like a nice guy. She leaves and goes to work. While he's there babysitting, he, the child keeps screaming, as children do, they keep screaming, and then he decides he's going to shake them until they're dead. Now, maybe he didn't mean to do that, but, you know, it's a little baby. That's different. So That's guess who different. gets charged? Not only does the boy get charged, but the girl gets charged, the mother, because she's the baby. She should but not have left him it. home. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. She failure to protect the child. Do you agree with the mother what? to be charged in that situation? Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. No. No. Yes, absolutely. Because she should not have left her child with this. No. It is, it, first of all, A, it's the law. Secondly, I agree with the law because you should not leave your child just with anybody. The, 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 the thing about the law is more than just the fact of that situation. It is also the deterrent of other situations where you hope that other mothers will take a look, or fathers will take a look at how you are protecting your child. I am sorry. This is a little baby, a little baby that comes out of you. If you don't want this baby, 
then you should give it up either for abortion or you should give it up for adoption. You should not keep a child that you cannot take care of. Now, if you do decide to do that, then whatever you do from that moment on is on you. And that includes raising them right to killing them. All of that. Well, so, I don't agree yes, that the mother should have been charged in that situation. If she had to work, if she there had to work. There is no such thing as a mistake. You don't make a mistake when it comes to your child. You just don't do it. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And I am, like I said, I am a mother and no, and a father. No one could do that. Even if I was babysitting my, my neighbor's kid, you think for one second that I would not know that this kid is with me? That is ridiculous. That is the most, un- I mean, I can't even fathom that. It makes no sense to, I mean, I, I don't know how anybody does it. I know that that never happened when I was a kid. And, I mean, and I, I have three boys, and I never left them in the car. I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense to see anybody do that kind of stuff and then to expect not to be in, not to be in any kind of trouble. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, we, we know we got global warming and those kind of things going on, so you know it's hotter than it's ever been. And you know, it just it, it just you just gotta have common sense. I mean, you can't forget. I mean, it's like it's like Eminem said. I, he parted and got liquored up and shit, and he never forgot his kids. So that ought to say something right there. And if you know you forgetting them, then there's something wrong with you. If Eminem cannot forget his kids, then damn it, you should not forget your kids. Okay, you should go to jail. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let Eminem be the standard, okay? If you fall below the Eminem threshold, then your ass need to go to jail. That's funny. All <laughs> standard. I'm not, I'm not saying she shouldn't be charged. I'm just saying that they I, they took that on a case by case basis. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's all I'm saying. She shouldn't be charged. I think though that her punishment in this particular situation was, I think that her losing her child, especially if she loved that child and she wasn't doing it for any other reason, no money or none of that crap. That's a you know that's a punishment. Her going to jail is not going to do anything for anybody except the public. But you know hey, what, Bobby? That's my that's I, my I was, problem right there. You keep saying that if she loves that kid, if she loves the kid, there is no way she would be in that situation. That's what I'm. That's the problem. Okay. But we don't. That's no, my problem. If she didn't crazy. even know the kid, or she was just babysitting, I would probably give her a little more leeway. But if she's the mother or the, or the parent or the caregiver, how the hell do you forget that shit? That's I don't know, but if Bobby, that's Bobby a, if that's I didn't know no better, I, I would think you was representing these people in court because you sound good for them. I Is this what's happening to you? I think this would happen. Did you leave a kid in the car or, or a dog in the car and they died? I think this would happen. But, hey, I'll be honest with you. If you leave a, a dog in a car, you'll probably go to jail quicker than you will leaving a kid. You'll probably go faster. <laughs> Nowadays. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, I understand where y'all are coming from, and I'm with y'all technically. But what I'm telling you, though, is that, I mean, we don't know the mindset of these people. It's happening a lot, so something is happening. Well, I just think that um, ultimately I, I fall along the lines of you have to charge them. Now, if you want to be lenient, more lenient with one than the other, based on how you determine the neg- how much negligence is involved, I understand. But um, 
I, I think if, if the baby suffers any type of um, health condition or ultimately dies, I, I think somebody has to be officially arrested and charged. Now, what you do after that point is up to you. But I just don't think you can walk away no type of, you know, record or, or anything, just say, you know, you know, sorry I know, for your loss. I know, but y'all keep saying I want to that child is dead. So it's like you just walked away, unless you just wanted that child dead, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think so, so, let me ask this. How do you prevent leaving a kid in the car? Anybody have any advice about Something you can do to help remind you that you have a kid in the car? No, listen, that's supposed to be your first priority is that child. What else can you be thinking about? You know, what else can if somebody pull a gun on you at, at a stoplight, the first thing you, hey, man, be cool. I got my kid in the car. Hey, take my money, my jewelry, take the car, then let me have my kid. That's the first thing you should be saying. You understand? Yeah, so ain't, no, what, ain't nothing else you can be thinking about. You know what I mean? I don't have kids, but that should be the first thing that you should be thinking about. All this, this was going on, that was going on. Your kids supposed to be that first priority. No matter what happens, the car flip over, you tell EMS. If you awake, hey, man, I'm, how's my kid? Make sure you get my kid. Do this and that for my kid. That's what a concerned parent would be saying to be. Able body and supposed to be a sound mind and, and forget all day that your kid is somewhere. I just don't. I just don't get that. You know, somebody got to pay for that, man. You know, it, okay. if somebody really did that, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, they're supposed to say, "Look, man, I knew I was wrong. I didn't mean to do it, but you know, put the put the cuffs on you. You just got to roll what happened with it because you know you made a mistake." And ain't no right. way you should collect insurance money from that. And and I'm, and I'm, and another thing too is like you see you hear about a lot of parents you know they they sit the, the the baby in the car seat on top of the car and they trying to get everything ready and all of a sudden they hop in the car and pull off the child sitting on top of the car. I'm telling you the shit like that just happens. I mean it's sad it sucks, but you know sometimes you just some you just don't know the mindset of the person they overwhelmed or something. I mean I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not using that as an excuse. But what I'm saying to you is that when we, when you're not in that situation, it's easy to sit on the outside and look in and say, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that," or "That's stupid," or you know, "What, what do you? What could you have been thinking?" But when hey, you find yourself, you you right. Thing, you know, when, it, when it comes to me, but my cousin, he got five of them. He can say that all day long because you know, I got you know, them, but hey, I never left a single one. But what I'm saying though, is that you yeah. just, I mean, like I said, it, it happens. <laughs> you know, it happens. So apparently, you know, the shit is, is, is going down, you know, like that. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but um, when when you got somebody who, like I said, and this, this, can, this is up for debate, it can be determined in court, but I look at it like this. If if they truly love that child, and I understand what you're saying, Christopher, when it comes to that part, but if they, they're not doing it for any kind of motives or reasonings and stuff like that, then, you know, you, yeah, you give them a light sentence or you give them a sentence. I don't care what you do, but I would understand if you said, hey, you know, we're not going to charge you. I would understand in that situation. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I would understand because everything that she did from A to Z showed remorse. And that's what most people, especially in, in, in the criminal, I mean, uh, in, in, in the justice system, they that's all they want to see is remorse. And she showed that when she showed up looking for her child and she was, 
from by, by all accounts of the story, she was honestly surprised and shocked that she didn't drop her child off. So, as a judge, I would take that as a mitigating circumstance. That's all I'm saying. I'm not hey, saying she man, shouldn't be. I, I watch Fatal Attraction almost every week, and I see these surprised looks on people's faces when they say somebody been killed, and then as the show goes mm-hmm. on, you find out they the one that killed them. They the one that did that shit. Yeah, uh, I totally understand. All it right. could happen. Great discussion. It's a natural Great instinct. Discussion. It's called survival for yourself. You're you're trying to protect yourself. It's a natural instinct that you do. So you would act a certain way to keep people off of you until you were ready to actually, you know, hear hey, yourself. Hey, 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 y'all, check this out. Check this out. Now this is it. This is it. Now that same female who's supposed to be so distraught and all that shit, okay, I guarantee you, if she was about 15 minutes south of where she was at, she wouldn't forget to lock the door. See what I'm saying? She wouldn't forget to make sure that she don't drive on certain streets and all that kind of shit. She don't make sure that she's somewhere after a certain time. Now, why she ain't forgot that? Because her motherfucking ass want to make sure she ain't harmed or robbed or some shit like that. So the same way you can't forget that, you can't forget no kid, you know. You, it's, it's funny how people have selective memory, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally retarded, but when I go in certain neighborhoods, I know not to do certain things or I know not to stay on certain places. It, it, that's bullshit. All of it's bullshit. Vince just want to check. Vince just want to check, and she probably, she probably one of these people see like, now you got jokers. In the hood, been shooting people and all that from the time they was kids, so it's nothing to nobody. But for somebody to kill somebody for the first time, that's a big deal. So a lot of times hey, in her mind, she probably was like, damn, I want this money bad. And then she starts saying, god damn, I can't believe I just did that. So you crying and shit because you're guilty. Because you hate you hate the fact that you went through with something you couldn't believe you did. So of course she's going to look like that. But you cut that you cut that bitch that check and watch, watch all that go away. Now, you tell her she ain't getting a dime for that kid and all that money going towards some kind of uh, uh, something toward that daycare for where other kids can go in her name or something like that. Yeah, watch the look on her face then. Damn. You know, Insurance companies yeah. don't want to pay that. They, so, you know, they're going to definitely freaking do their investigation to rule that shit out. So, I yeah. mean, it's not like... It's not like there's gonna be free money right there. You know what I mean? They're gonna do. They're gonna do that. Do yeah. hey, But Bobby, why, why she don't get? The, why does? Why don't she? Why don't she come in the hood and forget to leave her car running and shit? Why she go in uh, Dollar General and shit like that? Why? Why she don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> the bitch so burnt out. Why she don't do that, Bobby? Yeah, that don't mean that, man. Because you know what? Nah, like nah, nah, nah. Cool, I, but doctor, the, doctor, please, like give me an please give me an answer. Please give me an answer. She's a straw. She's a straw. Just Look like down. you said about you hanging around killers in the hood. Guess what? If you was taking, if you was going over to a freaking white, all white community, and you see that damn sun starting to set, you gonna try to get your ass up out of there, ain't you? I mean, yeah, so but, no but, saying, but if I'm distraught, <laughs> but if I'm distraught, I don't know that. If I'm distraught, I don't know. That don't make no if sense. I, if I sort of being with you, I, I don't know. So that's what I'm telling you. If she don't know the difference, she'd have had a pattern of doing all kind of stuff. You know. Right. Oh man. I don't Hell, think y'all understand. Tell the girl somewhere when the last time she went in a restaurant, forgot to pay the bill, and walked out. She ain't doing that. <laughs> that bitch just want to check. 
All right, we'll save the rest for our final thoughts. I got one more topic I want to get into. I'm going to skip to one of those school fundraisers, save that for next week, but I do have one more topic I want to get into. Uh, Louis, the state of Louisiana has proposed to add a um, new wrinkle to the hate crime protection. They want to add cops, firefighters, and first responders to the list of people who are protected by hate crime. So, like, if you know, you have some type of racial crime against a black person or some type of um, um, crime against a gay person. It now carries the same weight on if you have a crime against a police officer. Uh, the question is, is this necessary? And, Buck, I'll start with you. Is it necessary to have protection for cops and firefighters and first responders? I mean, I always thought that uh, cops had their own little special group of Laws for them anyway, assault against a police officer and all this other stuff. Well, you got to look at it like this. You have to look at the, you know, what has happened over the course of the last few years and, and how things are perceived now. Not, I mean, they, ha- they have to have some sort of protection. Um, and, you know, mainly because people have lost, the, you know, tactfulness when it comes to dealing with law enforcement and, and first responders. Um, because now you got people acting like a fool, you know, in a lot of instances. And when they get out here, you know, bad things are happening. And, you know, you could possibly get in the line of fire, you know, inadvertently. And that's a problem. So they do need to, you know, they do need protection. And that's why a lot of people, you know, forget that a lot of times, you know, first responders, they get there, you know, and there are people already shooting and stuff. And the cops don't really know, and you know, un- you know, the unfortunate part of that is, is none of that has come to light yet. We have not really seen too much of that yet. So, you know, all we see is the police brutality part. But you know, they have a job to do, and their job is tough. And you know, the, the bad part about that that whole situation is, you know, you know, if they they come up on the scene and there's already shots fired or being fired. They have to fire back. They have to do their job. What are they supposed to do? Either, you know, be there with a stun gun and get shot, or you know, break out. You know, they got to, they got to shoot some bullets back. So people got to realize and understand that you know we can't always cry foul every time something happens. So, um, you know, like Ray would say, you know, this you know that you, it is what it is. You know, you got to look at it for what the face value is. You know, so that's just something we got to keep in mind. Okay. Amanda, how do you feel about it? Do you think that um, – now, I just really want to focus on police officers right now. Do you think that assaulting a police officer can be considered a hate crime? I can I can kind of see it. I mean, for me, more so, in, and I certainly don't mean this with any type of disrespect to police officers or anything like that, I think that we just kind of look at it as part of the job. So if someone says, you know, I'm a police officer or – I want to be a police officer. It's kind of like in the back of your head, you realize that that's a very dangerous job. So you, and you know what all comes with it. I think on the end with the firefighters and the paramedics, they're just literally going to fight a fire or, you know, deal with whatever, you know, um, fumes or whatever the issue may be. And same thing with paramedics, they're going to save someone in distress. And if they happen to go into an area that's a gang territory or whatever it may be, and they get hurt, it's almost like, 
if we get hurt on our job. It's, it's not something that's really part of the, the job description. So with them, I could really see more so a little bit more protection. I, I can see it with the police officers also, but it's kind of like what you said or maybe what Buck said. I can't remember which one of you said it. You kind of felt like they already had their own little code anyway. So um, whereas if you kill a police officer, it's almost like that's, you, you're not going to, I mean, who could you who could you hurt that you're going to get more time for other than maybe, you know, a government official or something. So, um, I see it. I mean, I can I can I can definitely see what they're trying to do. Um, I just don't know if it'll do any good because if you want to if you're going to do something, in most cases you're going to do it regardless of what the laws are because I feel like the laws are pretty harsh for any type of harm against a police officer already. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, and and Crystal, I'll go to you. It seems like to me police already have a protection where, you know, if you swing on a cop, that's going to be a lot different than if you swing on a civilian. So, I mean, will this make it more, I guess, difficult on people who may be charged with resisting arrest? Like if you accidentally elbow a cop in the mouth, now you're facing a hate crime or something? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, they do already have these laws in place. I think the hate crime part of it um, comes from what's happened recently in the last several years of um, cops becoming kind of a target and vice versa. Executed. Um, there'd be more of a us, you know, against them uh, mentality with uh, a lot of the urban uh, communities and um, so with the ones and I'm not saying that the majority of cops but I think they're the minority of those cops who do actually have it out for not just blacks but anyone who's on the other side of their uh, badge so um, and they do feel um, kind of a you know, where they are actually the ones who are, you know, being targeted themselves, so they feel that they have to protect themselves against, you know, the community. And for those that are trigger-happy and a little paranoid, they tend to be the ones who kill. And actually the cops, there are many cops who become cops specifically because they have had, you know, situations in their past. So they want to be on the other side of the law to either protect people or to protect against something that they went through. So there's some mental issues there. And um, so, yeah, I think the law actually, it may not deter anything, but I think that it will help with the fact of, um, of, of people who maybe want to take retaliation against cops because of things that either they've done to themselves or something that they've read about in the news. And the unfortunate byproduct of that is, you know, good cops who want to protect us and want to protect their community who end up being brought into the stereotype. But it's similar to how some minorities are brought into a stereotype of being dangerous even though they're not, you know. So uh, it's really getting to a point where it's like a war 
against cops and their communities that they are sworn to protect. Protect and serve is really not a thing anymore. You know, it's like a joke. Okay. And uh, Ray, how do you feel about it, man? Uh, I mean, do cops need this additional protection? Well, let me ask you this, Ray. You can you can speak on that, but let me ask you about hate crimes in general. Do we really need, I guess, that separate law for hate crimes? I mean, if someone asks me, why did you shoot that man? And I say, I shot him because I didn't like him. Okay, you get 10 years. But if I say I shot him because I didn't like the fact he was white, now I get 25 years. I mean, does that whole hate crime thing make any sense? Um, well, I, I think it has to because everybody's going to look at it different depending upon what side you're on. Now, if you had somebody wearing a Klan hood and do something, everybody say, oh, you should put him away. Or, you know, if then the gay community is going to say, well, because the guy was cross-dresser or whatever, uh, they should put him away. You know, he had no right to do what he did to him and all this and that. So I think that, that you know, is is up to the individual. But I think that, yeah, you do need it. Now, as far as for, for cops, I don't know if they need it or not because assault on the police officers automatically a crime. But um, they need to do something because it's a very lack of respect for police now, more so than ever. And the thing about it is, is we have to understand that being a cop is a very difficult job. When I was younger, oh, I was against the police because every time you want to chill, here come the damn cops. You know, but I want to ride around with a beer in my lap and stuff like that. You, you can't do that. You wrong. And when you understand when you wrong, you have to do the right thing. And now that you're a little older, understand, okay, yeah, you're right. I was wrong. A lot of people don't want to say that. And usually whenever there's an issue with a police officer, the guy was committing a crime. And to me, I don't understand if I'm standing out somewhere and the cops say, you guys got to clear the sidewalk, why would you be standing there saying anything other to the cop to the cop besides, yes, I'm on my way. I'm sorry, officer, there mean no trouble. Well, I don't need you to dig nothing else up if there is something to dig up. Get out of the way. Respect the cop. Now it's videos. Oh, y'all cops ain't shit. You can't do shit. You can't do this. You can't. Who are you talking to? You don't have respect for the teachers, so you don't have respect for the cops either. And this is getting a lot of our young kids killed out here. And nobody's telling these kids, right, oh, you Uncle Tom, you this and that, because you said respect the police. I'm trying to keep you alive and do the right thing. If you stop breaking the law, you won't have trouble with the police. There's few police officers that just not going to like you because they got preconceived notions and they don't like because you're black or because you're Hispanic or whatever the case may be. But the majority of the time, if you're doing the right thing, you respect the officer, you will not have these issues. And that's not what we're not telling anybody. But as far as them 
uh, have being protected by hate crime. Uh, no, I think they should just be protected by the laws that they have right now. Assault on a police officer, you kill a police officer, you might be, and depending upon which state you automatically facing the death penalty and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think that's enough for right now. Okay. All right, and Dr. Willis, I'll let you comment on it, man. Is a hate crime law needed, and should cops be included? Um, I don't think a hate crime law is needed for paramedics and firefighters. Nobody's targeting them, shooting at them uh, when they go out to do their duty. So I think that they they were included in that to really mask uh, what the law is really intended for. And I'm going to be honest with you. it has no no other purpose than to freaking um, you know protect the police. Right now, there's a slow, a very 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 slow uprising. Uh, you got a couple of lone wolves out here busting back at cops, okay, and that got these motherfuckers scared. So now, what they're trying to do is that they're trying to uh, you know protect these cops that you know and, uh, that are out there, you know, doing stuff that we're, that we're seeing in the media. This has nothing to do with the good cops who are just doing their jobs and, and, you know, protecting the community and stuff like this. This right here is to shield those motherfuckers that are, are in social media that get, get called out and all that. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of cops out there that, that, that do good, but this, this particular law is coming by way because right now you got some lone wolves out there that's fighting back, all right, and, and that's scaring them. So um, as far as hate crimes, No. These cops, if, just like everybody now already pointed out, if you touch a cop, guess what? You go to prison. I think right now what it, what it does is that when somebody is, let's say it's a cop out there and they're picking on a little 13-year-old girl, spraying her and macing her and shit, and if her little brother is, is trying to push them off of them, guess what? He's charged with a hate crime now. That's, this, I'm telling you, this is how this law is going to get abused, and, and, and that's why I think it's coming to exist. It's just... More more of us they can round up, shoot, kill, and not just us. I said it could be white, black, whatever, Indian, it don't matter. But when they're out there doing the bullshit that they're doing, and if you got somebody that's with the person that's getting targeted, and he run up and try to keep that cop or those cops from, you know, breaking somebody's damn back or something like that, then guess what? They gonna get charged with a hate crime. And so now they get they just got a two for one or or or, or many for one. And that's that's just my belief on this. So it, it's it's a BS uh, it's a BS law, and um, I think they're going to be able to get more people you know with this law than they are uh, trying to protect anybody. And I think the paramedics and firefighters is thrown in for insurance to make it look good. It's just it's almost like how they say we want to increase the budget for the for Department of Defense because of our military. They need better stuff when they just really just getting their homeboys, you know. $7 billion for fucking planes that ain't even touched the damn field in 30 years. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. they, they make it sound good. And it has nothing to do with anything or anybody other than to protect the ones who are getting um, uh, retaliated against. And, and don't get me wrong. You know, I'm, I'm all for the cops. You know, I was in the military, so, you know, we had a close relationship with cops. But I don't like what I'm seeing with them right now. And, 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 that, and it's false because, Half the people that you are seeing these things happen to are not committing crimes, regardless of the belief. You know what I'm saying? If, and even if they are committing crimes, it's not a cop's place to be judge, executioner, and all this other shit. You know, you arrest them, you take them in, and then you let the judge do it. 
But you know, and I mean, I, I just think that they're, this law is is coming because they because they're scared right now, and they and they see an uprising forming, and they want to head it off before it get too bad. That's just my opinion. Okay, okay. And it's a trip how, um, you know, it's like this is being set up to protect cops. But if a cop shoots a black person, I, I'm not aware of any cops being charged with a hate crime for some of the things that we've seen happen over the years. But um, I guess blue lives matter. But I agree with you 100%, though, um, Dr. Willis, that firefighters and first responders were just thrown in to kind of make the bill look good because I've, I've yet to hear anything Against them, I'm pretty sure it has happened before, but um, I, I I don't think it's a problem by any means. So Eminem, by adding assault against cops and firefighters and first responders to the hate crime bill, does that lessen the protection for blacks, Latinos, LGBT, and so on? Of, of, of course. And uh, in, in addition to <clears throat> what what Bobby said, I like I was gonna give him a compliment. I was like now, now with that shit, you sound like a doctor. So props, totally agree. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. It's almost like a you remember Will Weird Al Yankovic or whatever. Yeah. You know, beat it, eat it, and whatever. That's that's what that does to everything dealing with uh you know true hate crimes. It's almost like oh okay well, shit you know you got that <laughs> we'll get ours. You know, that's what that shit is. Um, but the the real thing that need to pass is, and, and this is something that you're going to hear for the first time on this show, but it's very important, by the way. There needs to be a law called abuse of privilege uh, law. And that would do wonders for uh, white people because that would, Separated from being uh, something, it's like yeah, you probably figured this cop did it to you because you were black. But basically, what it is is a way to for a basic citizen to understand that this person treated me a certain way. You know, I can't really prove if they didn't like me because of my color or race or whatever. But I do know this that uh, this guy was over the top with his power because he came from three streets over just to fuck with me. And I watch this guy all the time. Don't do nobody else like that. You know, so I think they really need to pass abuse of privilege law for the citizens. And anybody with some kind of authority, whether it be some kind of uh, cop, uh, uh, some kind of lawyer with a lot of clout, or a judge. I mean, I got into it with a judge hard here, man. It was so crazy. Uh, this dude didn't like the way I was looking at him, you know. Uh, uh, my wife and three of my kids was in an accident hit by a drunk driver. I wasn't even in the car. They put me on the stand, and I was trying to tell them I wasn't even in the car, you know. And this motherfucker started talking all this kind of crazy shit to me, and I'm sitting up here like, well, you know, I'm just looking at him. I'm looking at him like, yeah, I know he was looking at me like, damn, this nigga looking at me like some slave on a slave ship, and this the homicide get a better took over. I'm just like, well, look, man. Well, why are you fucking with me? You know, now, was the man prejudiced? Hey, I don't know. I can't put that on him. But I know that was an abuse of privilege, and I can prove that. Because, number one, uh, my family was a victim. Number two, I wasn't even in the damn car. See what I'm saying? And the dude that did it was an habitual offender who didn't even have a license, and that was suspended, and he was drunk. So, abuse of privilege... 
a, a law saying you can be charged with abuse of privilege will help so many regular people, black, white, Jew, Gentile, don't matter. If you're a regular person working a nine-to-five or whatever, two jobs or whatever, that will keep some of these vultures off your ass when they just having a bad day. It will keep keep golfers from kicking the hell out of caddies and kicking them in the ass just because they lost. See, that type of shit is abuse of privilege, you know, throwing uh, motherfuckers like Donald Trump or something. Not that Trump did it, but I don't know. You know, just because you got money, you pissed, you know, your wife about to take half, so you take your drink, your butler brought you a right. dash it in their face and shit like that. So what I'm saying, the citizens would need a abuse of privilege law, and this would really, really help clean up some of the the blurred lines, so to speak, with, with what's racial, what's not racial. But it definitely would 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 would, would indicate who, who who's abusing their privilege, specifically the damn uh, cops. Okay. All right. Well. Oh damn, man! I thought I was gonna get a clap on that motherfucker, man. Damn. You got hey, you got straight to the point that time and and wrapped it up quickly. That's the reason why. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with this and if other states will adopt it. Uh, but it's just it's just kind of curious. And I'm pretty sure there are some police officers who appreciate the sentiment. Now, of course, I don't know if people are really going to care uh, because, I like, like I said earlier, normally if you have committed a crime against a cop, you're going to catch the business anyway. So I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make in the lives of criminals who are out to get cops. So, but we'll see if it catches on. I, I, think that, I don't think it's necessary. I think they kind of have their own little protection. And until I see a cop charged with a hate crime on a regular basis for some of the shootings and misdealings that we see, um, it's just hard to take any type of stock in this. But, okay, um, I am going to do something really quick, not really necessarily any T2Q real trivia, just a couple of things I want to do because, again, this is episode 601, which represents my area code here in Jackson, Mississippi, 601. And so I'm just going to test you all's knowledge on some of the people who were born in this state. Now, there were a lot of talented people that were born in Mississippi, uh, from Elvis, Walter Payton, Oprah, Leanne Rimes, B.B. King, Eudora Wealthy, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Brandy and Ray J., Sam Cooke. Yeah, I mean, there have been a ton of people born here in the state. But there are some people that you may not know were born here. And um, so I'm going to do a little something and let you all guess on some of these people. So what I'll do, I'll ask you about a person, and you have to say if that person was born in Mississippi or not. All right? So... Here we go. We're going to start off with How blues legend. Uh, so what now? <laughs> I'm in points, man. And I'm not really keeping score. We just—I <laughs> don't know if I have enough questions to really keep score. I'm, I'm, so. I'm, I'm just fucking with. You. <laughs> All right. So R&B and and, and blues. Le- well, I don't know if he's blues. More R&B legend, Fats Domino. 
Was he born in Mississippi or not? I'll start with no. Crystal first. Yes or no? Crystal. Crystal, are you there? I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess it would be a trick question since I would assume that, you know, some blues person would be born in Mississippi. So I'm going to say no. All right. And y'all have to answer these kind of fast. You know, people got smartphones. All right. Amanda? <laughs> no. Bobby? <laughs> no, nah, no. But No. Ray? Well, my baby say no. I know it's got to be no. <laughs> Eminem? Fast <laughs> Domino uh, born Mississippi? No. And my uh, my aunt and them personally kind of knew him when they first moved, uh, relocated to New Orleans. So, no. Nah. All right. Fast Domino was born in New Orleans. So, all of you got it right. Next one, Eminem, James Earl Jones, actor. Yes. Ray? Uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to have to say um, my cousin say yes, I'm going yes. <laughs> Buck? Yes. Bobby? Yes. Amanda? I know his dad was. I'm not sure about him, so I'm just going to go the other way and say no. <laughs> okay, Crystal? I'm going to say no just to make it interesting. <laughs> All right. James Earl Jones was born in Arkabutla, Mississippi, mm. not too far from Memphis. Arca so that's what? Yes. Arca what? Arkabutla. 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 <laughs> Okay. Arca Butler. Motherfucker. Right. Mississippi. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Next one. I thought was actress and a huge contributor to the civil rights. Actress Ruby D, the late great Ruby D. Was she born in Mississippi? Buck. Yes. Ray. I'm gonna say no. I never heard of it before, but she kind of seems like she might be. But I'm gonna say no. Bobby. Yes. Amanda. I'm gonna say no. Eminem. Absolutely no. Crystal. Crystal. Oh, sorry. I would say no. She doesn't seem like a Mississippi. All right. You said Ruby, Ruby D. <laughs> Ruby D. was born in Cleveland, Ohio. So the answer is no. Yeah. Uh, she's like say a Ruby Midwesterner. All right. Guitarist and rocker slash from Guns N' Roses. Okay. Eminem, Mississippi or not? No. Ray? No. Amanda, Slash from Guns N' Roses? No. Crystal? Who is this? Slash, the guitar <laughs> from Guns N' Roses. Uh, I say, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll just take, totally take that Dr. Off. Willis? I'm going to say no. Buck? Ooh, I'm going to say no. Buck? No. And the answer is no. Slash was born in London. Yeah. And plus, guys, 
at the peak of their fame in the 80s, we'd have heard about that. Okay. I mean, at least, at least, yeah. at least the, 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 the niggas on here from Mississippi would have heard about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going with you guys. If y'all know, then yeah. <laughs> Creators, creator of the Muppet Show, Jim Henson, Muppeteer Jim Henson. Crystal? Okay, that's so random, so I'll say yes. Dr. Willis? Yes. Amanda? Yes. Buck? Yes. Ray? Yes. Eminem? Yes, sir. All right. Jim Henson was born in Greenville, Mississippi. So... Isn't there a Greenville, right. Arkansas, too? I think there is. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Q, I got one that you might have to look up because it's kind of a conflict. I'm, then again, you might be asking it, so I ain't going to say nothing right now. Okay. Okay. Next, we have Floyd Mayweather Sr. Eminem? Yes. Ray? No. Bobby? I'm going to say no. Buck? Yes. Crystal? I'd say yeah. You seem like you would be born in Mississippi. <laughs> Amanda? I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I know. Amanda? <laughs> I'm going to say no. All right. Floyd Mayweather Sr. was born in Amory, Mississippi. Yup, yup. All right. Country music star and star of the voice, Blake Shelton. Amanda? I'm going to say no. Bobby? Uh, He's Oklahoman, so no. (laughs) Buck? Okay. (laughs) No. Buck? No. Crystal? Well, I guess he's an Oklahoman, so I say no. (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Eminem? No. Blake Shelton was born in Ada, Oklahoma. All right. Next. Dr. Willis. Former G. Uh, uh, I mean, former rapper or singer, however you want to, G Funk guy, Nate Dogg. Mississippian or not? Uh, I know he got family here, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say, damn it. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, I know we got family there, though. Uh, yep, Buck, Nate Dog, Mississippian, not. Uh, I think I'm going to say yes, also. Crystal? Okay, another trick question, so I'm going to say yes. Eminem? I'm going to say no. Ray? I know that for a fact. You say yeah. Amanda? Yes. Nate Dog was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Damn. Next, rapper Rick Ross. Amanda? Uh, yes. Bobby? I'm going to go with yes. Buck? Yes. Eminem? Yes. Ray? I know that for a fact is yes. Crystal? 
Okay. Uh, well, I guess yes. <laughs> Rick Ross was also born in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Last one. PGA golfer Bubba Watson. Crystal? Bubba? Watson. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba Watson, baby. Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. <laughs> well, I'll say no because that's probably a trick question. He's probably born in Tennessee. <laughs> Amanda? I've never heard of him, um, so I'm just going to say no. Bobby? I'm going to say no. Buck? He's from Pensacola. No. Ray? No. Eminem? Yes. Bubba Bison was born in Baghdad, Florida. <laughs> yeah, Bag- I'm not ruining Bag- shit. Now, my favorite comedian of all time is Rudy Ray Moore, a.k.a. Dolomite. Now, for years, I thought dude was was born in Mississippi, in some little town. But in some accounts, it says some little town in, I think, Arkansas. So I never knew what was the truth. Did any of y'all know? Uh, it was my understanding that he was from the South, and I, I never heard from Mississippi. Because um, I heard, now, from what I'm looking up now, it's showing Fort Smith, Arkansas. Right, and, and see that that Fort Smith stuff that came up about. Uh, see, he's been dead now about five years. That came up about then, but prior to that, they were saying a lot of people was. I mean, a lot of little things were saying Mississippi, uh, and the it was something. In that little town that they was, because uh, Dolomite is like the hardest iron or some shit like that. But anyway, it was something about that little town, and he he used that whenever he you know moved. He he used that to get that nickname. So, hmm, I'm not sure. If, um, Fort Smith <laughs> is like the very west part of Arkansas. Um. Uh, I mean, the very western part of Arkansas. I don't know where he may have gotten his name from. He's actually been dead longer than five years. I mean, he died in 2008. I didn't realize it had been that long. Oh, is that long? Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everything's just kind of blending in now, man. Shit. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with who's been dead for how long. Because, see, for one thing, shit being invented so quick, you know. You know, like, you know how shit used to take a long time for something to come out? You know, the betas. Then the VHS lasts a long time. Then CDs and DVDs lasted quite a stretch. And once you got past them, like Nokia phones, then everything just speeded up. Now shit changed. So you know how you make a, what you call it, when you relate one thing to another, that that lets you know what time period you're in. But all that shit now is happening so fast, everything blurry. Yeah. I tell you, one of his movies I just came across that I never saw called Shaolin Dolomite. Oh, yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. Shaolin Dolomite. Okay, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, <laughs> on tomorrow, you know, we have zone coverage, so we'll get down with that tomorrow, talk a little sports. And next week, uh, we'll be back at it next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, talking current events. And one thing that I'll get into is um, 
something I had planned for tonight, but I'll get to next week, talking about school fundraising, get into discussing that and a couple other current event topics, whatever comes up between now and next week. Might be discussing a little more Bill Cosby next week. I don't know the stuff going on with him today. Um, but it's been 601 episodes, and as stated earlier, I'm celebrating the milestone for the 601, even though it's not an even number like 600. But um, despite my state still celebrating losing the Civil War or enacting stupid laws, you know, it's still my home state. It's kind of like the drunk family member that you still claim because, you know, it's your family. And um, a lot of great people have come from this state, and a lot more are destined for greatness. Um, so, you know, happy 601 to everyone. I want to say that, and uh, we'll keep this thing rolling here on the Top Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions, and I appreciate all the legends coming out tonight to celebrate. So we'll go ahead and go with final thoughts. And, Dr. Willis, I'll start with you, and we got to keep it kind of quick. Uh, so we're okay. coming up on two hours here. All right. Uh, as far as the um, uh, the the laws with um, I guess I guess the uh, I just lost my train of thought here, but um, I think they should take that on a case by case basis. What we were talking about earlier, I just forgot. Totally forgot what that was. About dealing the car, with. Uh, locking the kids in the car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even though that 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 is room for abuse of that that particular uh, situation. But we got to think back when that happened to a black woman who went in for a job interview. That same thing got her out of it, you know, kind of out of it. So, you know, I don't think they'll abuse it too much. It just depends on the situation. Um, this uh, the other topic was uh, this this thing with the police, um, the hate crime and stuff. I, I, I think that that's going to get abused heavily. Uh, like I said, I think that's going to start being a two-for-one uh, or however many people is involved, you know, you're going to have a police out there harassing some little kid or some girl or maybe even some grown-up, and then their friends are going to be trying to stop them from hurting them too bad, and guess what? As soon as, as soon as they touch the cop, that's a hate crime. Or people are going to be out there recording the cops, and the cops are going to be like, hey, put that camera down, and they're going to walk over and try to take that camera from them. The folks are going to throw their arms up to block the cop, and guess what? Now it's a hate crime. So I'm telling you right now, that thing is going to get abused, and I think it's it's – it's, it's going to be used to to incarcerate even more people, if not allow, you know allowing them to kill them. So uh, that's my two cents on that end. Uh, what was the other talk we had? I think it was three, right? Or um, we just talk about we, start, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about the stripper bill, the fat stripper bill. Okay. Yeah, and now as far as that end is concerned, then uh, <laughs> you know I think that I think that <laughs> I think that should be um. There should be a, 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 a age limit as far as, like, how young they start out. I think they should raise that. But as far as the other portions that they're trying to get, um, you know, they you know, they should leave that alone. Uh, and that's my two cents for tonight. Okay. Oh, and a big shout-out to, right. shout to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate that, Dr. Wills. And Amanda? Great show tonight. I'm glad I was able to participate. Uh, it was a, a, you know, just some really entertaining comments, of course. Um, regarding the situation with uh, leaving your child in the car, of course, I feel like in most cases it, it probably is an honest mistake. But my thing is, it's just a, it's a, it's you can't afford to do it. I mean, think about all the times that people don't even forget their cell phones. 
you know, but you but you forget your kid you if for that length of time. Like I make sure my husband made it to work safely. Like I don't go all day and if something happened it's been eight hours or twelve hours and I have no idea where he is. So I mean I just can't I can't really grasp the thought of going all day and not knowing that you didn't drop your kid off wherever they were supposed to be. You know, in the case, like you said, if it was a grandparent or something, then they normally don't do it. Even still, it's like, okay, you had, you know, like that meme says or like the joke says, you had one job. So it's it's really hard to really give somebody a pass on that. If, If it happens, you know, my heart, like I said, my heart goes out to them. I know that they're in most cases they're suffering and it is a punishment in itself, but you have to you have to be responsible. You know, just like other things happen, if it's a accident on the highway that's that's your fault or whatever, you have to be responsible for for your actions. Um regarding uh I think that was the, the main topic I wanted to comment on and you know, I enjoyed the the Mississippi uh trivia tonight and everything as far as was the person from there. Um of course, always repping my state. Like you said, no matter what, it's you know Mississippi for life. So, enjoyed everyone, and <laughs> I hope everybody has a great night. All right, thank you very much. Glad to have you. And Buck, biggity biggity can Buck. Hear? Yeah, can't hear me. Yep. I just wanted to make sure. Um, great show as always. I kind of got in a little late tonight. It's good to you know be on the show and uh, show six hundred one is pretty awesome, man. Um. Got to keep this thing rolling, man. It's just awesome the way, you know, the topics have been outstanding. Um, as far as uh, Thanks, know, common sense common sense should um, take a role when it comes to, you know, dealing with um, your kids. You know you're not supposed to leave them in the car unattended. Um, it's just not smart. So, you know, you're not supposed to get your kids. So, I mean, anybody that's out there doing that, there's definitely something wrong as far as that goes. Um, as far as um, I can't remember the other two subjects. Guy came in a little bit on on the backside there. Um, but as far as you know, like I said, being part of the show has been outstanding, and I'm hoping that uh, we can continue to. You know, keep getting everybody on. Glad to have Amanda on and Dr. Willis on tonight. It's been a while for all of us to be on at, at the same time. So, be real good to have everybody on tonight, and hopefully, everybody have a great rest of the week. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Crystal. Okay, well, good show tonight. Um... I think I spoke on most of all the topics, and I just want to say that I'm really happy that it is 80 degrees in Detroit, which is cool, beautiful day, and um, (laughs) I know, it's something to be celebrated, and uh, yeah, it was good to hear, you know, the Mississippi trivia and all that, it's cool, Um. you know, to let me know that there's actually something going on there and that people do come out of there. <laughs> Damn. Lord, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she's trying to get to the downtown. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Anyway, uh, so good show. Uh, 
Uh, I said my piece, my main my main piece was of course regarding the the baby, and I just I'm sorry, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> but anyway, um, look forward to next week's show. Thank you very much, Mel. And Ray. Yeah, um, good show tonight. Um, as far as uh, the first topic we discussed was. Uh, leaving kids in cars. I think that, you know, as adults, you have to accept responsibility when something like that happens, and it's unfortunate, and we hope that no one would do that on purpose, but when you give excuses like you didn't know or you show up to a place that you know you didn't take your kid inside, to me that sounds like it was intentional. And, um, you know, it has to be consequences for that because if it's not, then other people will continue to do it. If they know that they're sending people to jail for this, that's going to change the way people do things. You know, you should never leave your car running and leave small kids in the car and stuff like that for any reason. So hopefully um, this will teach some people not to do these things. Because kids are, we're supposed to be their protectors because they're not old enough to protect themselves. And that's not what's happening. The other topic, um, as far as the cops go, uh, I don't think they need a hate crime bill. But at the same time, we need to just have a better understanding. And we can say that it wasn't people committing crimes when they got Something happened to him with the police, but at the same time, if you were yelling at the police, if you were resisting arrest, if you were doing anything of the sort, then we got to put all that in the same category. Now, there are cops that disrespect people and treat people incorrectly because of the color of their skin or where they from and so forth. But the reason it's that way is because of the way that they have been conditioned. And if people stop committing so many crimes, they wouldn't come into the neighborhood already on 10. You know what I mean? So we probably agree to disagree on that, but it's a good show, great topic. And, um, yeah, it was good to have everybody on tonight. All right. I appreciate that, man. Eminem, shut it down, bro. Oh, man. <clears throat> great show. Great number. You know, representing the M.I. Cricket Letter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, shout out to UQ for, you know, giving, uh, you know, uh, you know, people exposure and shit like that, man. So that, that really matters, you know what I'm saying? But um, <clears throat> as far as this, um, as far as this shit, like, with, uh, with the stuff with the car, you know, you know, so many, you know, great points been said. So the only thing I like to say about that is, you know, if this damn black lady in Florida can get 27 years for firing a warning shot after multiple calls to a cop shot in the air, not at somebody get 27 years, then a fucking white girl in Mississippi should at least get handcuffed. All right. All right. Now, as far as the, um, uh, 
the shit with the laws and stuff about the cops. Pops don't need no damn laws. They already got them. They don't need to add hate crimes. That shit's just making a spoof of, you know, the recent stuff of Black Lives Matter, which they don't. Uh, as long as, you know, you black or Latino or something like that, but especially you black, you know, Willie D said it best, you know, you still a nigga, so you're going to be treated like a nigga, so you just have to, you know, accept certain things. You don't, you don't accept mistreatment, but nobody's ever going to look at you a certain way, you know, do for self, protect your own, you know, look out for your own, you know, be as independent as possible and you have a more prosperous life. And that's not attacking other races, but that's how it is. You know, you see Chinese people do that shit all the time. They don't really fuck with nobody. Indians and shit don't really fuck with nobody. And they, you know, but they live harmonious. But niggas got to kind of understand that concept. It ain't hate, but it's like, you know, as long as you're trying to make somebody act a certain way, certain people just not going to like your ass. You know, you got to let it happen natural. Um, and they definitely need to pass a a abuse of privilege law. Like I say, that number one, <clears throat> the little man has more rights. Number two, you don't have to worry about people being mislabeled. You know, you know, it's just like, well, I can't prove this motherfucker did this because I'm black, but I got your damn can prove that he did it because, you know, he had a badge and he had a gun, but he knew without that I whoop his damn ass. So he abused that shit and went upside my head for nothing. So I can prove that. So abuse of privilege law needs to be on the books. Okay? And number three is this 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 fat stripper stuff. You know, I don't know what that is. But uh Well this guy proposed a bill to um limit strippers to the age of twenty eight and hundred and sixty pounds at the most. Twenty eight? Are you serious? Man, yep. if I own a strip club, I'd be retiring hoes at twenty eight. <laughs> Shit. I thought they gonna drop the age a little bit. At least to what whatever the statutory rape line is, that's where stripping should start. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you can fuck them without real them, yeah, that's when you ought to be able to strip. Damn. But uh, oh, only Eminem come up with some shit like that. That's classic right there. That's fucking classic. Yeah. Shit. Cause think about it, man. Think about it. Now, if somebody, I, like I say, uh, what, what is it here now? Q is sixteen. What's that? <laughs> what is statutory rape? <laughs> I don't know why you asking me. <laughs> No, I'm just First saying. All, I we would look at those Eminem, facts right quick. Eminem, let me let me let me let me break this down to you. Ain't hey, none of us in that age group, player. So that's, 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 we shouldn't be worried about that age group. So, no, 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 so, not like that. But I'm just saying, uh, like I was in the door. Sixteen years old, in, sixteen years old in Mississippi. It's 16. Okay, sixteen in Mississippi. Oh, so what does it look like? Yeah. A guy could actually consummate with a. 16-year-old girl, but you can't, but the, that same 16-year-old can live with a 50-year-old man legally, and, you know, but y- you can be 27 and not get a job as a stripper. That don't really make sense. I'm just saying if that if that 28-year-old thing was everywhere, that's what I'm saying. Uh, he said, 
the oldest that a stripper could be is 28. So you can start. Oh, as, as okay. I thought you said he, he didn't want to start. No, no, okay. no. The oldest oh, you can be is 28. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. And, and, and the heaviest you can be is 160. Give away his money. 160 pounds, the heaviest you can be. Yeah, shit. You know, hell. <laughs> you can always make money off a of lamb. Go in the store and buy lamb. See, it only costs more than some, some pork chops. Yeah. See, between between <laughs> 18 and 24, women are like, you know, lambs that's a mature lamb. You know, before that, yeah, I ain't uh-huh. fuck with that. But but after that, motherfuckers start turning to pork and shit. You know, you see a bitch, you'd be <laughs> oh, the Lord. baddest bra somewhere now. It's like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? So that that's, you know, that's, that's a financial thing, you know what I'm saying? So with that said, you know what I'm saying, all this shit about, you know, leaving people in cars, number one, you don't want your goddamn kid to use a rubber. And number two, uh, if you real talk, yeah. But if you if, if you legalize the thirteen thirteen, ain't no way in hell I'm not say that on six oh one. If you legalize thirteen thirteen, see you won't see all this child abuse because for one, it's a fact that when somebody is perusing the streets or apartments or whatever, looking for a pussy. They are more likely to be protected than without. Because the fact about it, if a nigga just hollering at a rod, and especially she look good, he ain't gonna use no rubber. But if a, that same chick saying, you know, hey, you know, I let you do this and that, you know, you did, you know, you, you just show me a few dollars. Well, you see, he's sitting up here saying, damn, I might need to use something on this bitch. So I mean, it's just psychological. You know what I'm saying? So guess what? If it's psychological, it ends up being reality because the reality is that you're going to use a rubber. If you use a rubber, more than likely that kid won't be conceived or whatever versus just fucking for free. And when you're freely fucking, you get tired of your damn kids and you leave them in cars and you leave them in supermarkets. Because once you bust the nut, you cannot take it back. You can't make that shit go backwards, you know what I'm saying? It goes one direction. Nuts don't reverse. We know, we know how you uh, broke it down. All right. In. <laughs> and that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's going to do it. That's going to do it right there. Damn, what happened to the it. theme music? First, I ain't did clappers. Now, I don't get the... Get the Talk to me. Well, Give it to you, me, Daddy. Oh. I mean, but you you didn't finish on the on the prostitute on Bill thirteen thirteen, so that's why you didn't cue, I didn't cue the music. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. And on that note, <laughs> I want to thank foreverletter.life dot life for being an official sponsor of the Top Q Radio Show, lipo seven dot com and thecrystalshow dot com for being supporters. Um, also, I want to mention Sorrento's Meloja as a new song that I'll get to in just a moment. I'm about to check out the rest of this Golden State OKC game because um, Golden State was down by 19 at the half, but they, they've cut the lead to about nine, I think. Um, and Golden State has to win this game. If they go down 3-1, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, so we'll see how this game finishes up. Clay Thompson had a 19-point third quarter. And... Um, We'll talk about that tomorrow on Zone Coverage. But my thanks to everyone, all my 
show legends who dropped in for this special episode 601. I appreciate you doing so. And you can go to TalkToQ.com to get information on the show, sign up for my newsletter, um, and that way you can keep up with when the show is coming out. Now, today's episode, unfortunately, is not going to come out in the newsletter until tomorrow. Uh, That was an oversight on my part, so I apologize. But for those who may have missed it, of course, they'll be able to get the link to tonight's show and listen to it tomorrow. All right, so thanks to everyone. And I mentioned earlier about Sorrento's Melosia. He continues releasing a new song and music video every month in 2016 as he unveils his highly anticipated third album. The CD will expand on his unique signature style that merges 80s rock with modern pop rock music. Now, Sorrento's will continue with his edgy experimentation. Fans and fellow musicians marvel at his humble, down-to-earth demeanor his dedication to his mission and the wealth of free content that continues to drop every month along with his contributions to charity. His first solo album dropped in November 18th of 2014, and Sorrentos essentially has released two CDs every He has tackled almost every genre imaginable, ranging from pop, rock, jazz, rap, and country. Fans continue to be amazed with his passion and creativity with surprises such as a Christmas album, solo instrumental CD, bonus covers, a steady stream of radio interviews, and much, much more. Fans wonder if there will be another surprise waiting for them at the end of 2016. We'll wait and see. But for now, he has a new song out called Tired of Being Scared. You can go to Meloja.com to download M-E-L-O-G-I-A.com. Here is Sorrento's Meloja, Tired of Being, of Tired of Being Scared. Everyone have a great night. Talk to you soon. Peace out. There's a whole world out there that I've never tried. And every time I think I'm ready to begin, I freeze with fear. So I turn around and head inside again. I've been through much without much love in all my years of many things.
Customers ask me which protein is best. I say it depends on your goals. To help build strength, support recovery, now the world's best protein powder formulas are buy one, get one half off. We'll find the right one for you. Just ask. We make it simple. GNC. Are you getting enough out of your daily probiotics? With GNC, you will. Thanks to America's fastest growing probiotic brand. Why is it number one? Maybe because GNC has guaranteed potency through its fresh buy date. 250% more live and active cultures compared to leading brands and no need for refrigeration. Wondering what formula is best for you? Stop into your local GNC and talk with our experts. Just ask. We make it simple. GNC. See store for details.